Welcome to Sellersburg United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to you, wherever you are. Glimpses of the kingdom. The kingdom, not kingdom, kingdom. We're not focused on that part and thinking of a place, we're focused on what the kingdom is, the family of God, what it means to be the people of God, through whom the influence and activity of God is present, here and now. Amen? You might be like, maybe, Pastor. I'm still working on that. So it's, it's a kind of a weird way to say it. We're in ordinary time. We got our green going. That just means we are outside of the main liturgical season. So Advent, Lent, Easter, we're We're in between ordinal time or ordinary time, but this is a time for us to deepen and think about what those things mean and how we can make the mission of being a part of the church an ordinary part of our lives, so ordinary that it just comes naturally. Yes. Now, when I was a a kid, I, I worked at camp, was at church, and we had missionaries come. Have you ever heard a missionary talk, come and share stories from lands afar I've heard lots of, lots of stories, and while they were wonderful and amazing and miraculous, I remember praying to God, please don't make me a missionary. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to a different place. I like where I'm at. I'm comfortable. Anyone ever prayed that prayer? I warn people, don't pray that prayer, because God's like, oh, really? Really? Because I thought being a missionary was you go to a different place. But I've since learned that being a missionary is not going to a different place. It's going to a place different. Going to a place different. The kingdom is a new reality into which we are all invited, which is available to us, where we learn and grow through the Holy Spirit. The kingdom becomes our most foundational and natural home from which we operate, our family, our understanding, how we orient our lives by the kingdom. We are here in this new reality, and we become different as we go to the places we still go. We go there different. We're missionaries. should be thinking. I want to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That should be the place from which we operate. Amen? And we're here with our family. We're all connected, not by blood, not by flesh, but by spirit. We are a family. So we remembered last week our baptism when we were born anew, when we received this gift of being a part of the family and we committed to the family. And so if we were born, then I would say now we're raised in the church. We're raised in this family, just like you were raised in a home. You were born into it, and then you were raised through it. Same thing here. We were born into it, and now we're raised through it as well. So think of the church like the home you grew up in. Hopefully, Your home was a healthy and nurturing place. And if it wasn't, that means you may not understand what a healthy and nurturing place looks like. You may have some healing that needs to occur, and I can think of no better place for you to be than in this home here, because this body has walked together through many difficult, tragic, and wonderful and joyous times. Amen, family? And I've been honored to hear some of those stories. So, If you need healing, this is the place to be. But no matter how you think of family, I want you to think about the church as the home you grew up in so that we can recognize that we're surrounded by love, 
Everything we need is here. Everyone will help us out. We're not always going to agree. We're going to struggle. That's what family does. That's how we learn. When it comes to whom we belong, though, and our foundational identity, it's not the name attached. It's not the last name we write when we sign our name. Our foundational identity is with God. God is our parent. And so one of the most important things a family can do is spend time together around the table. Amen? How much better would things be if families were spending regular time around the table together? How good is it to get Thanksgiving followed by Christmas? I've always felt like Thanksgiving is the rehearsal where we kind of come together and then we kind of actually sink into it and enjoy Christmas a little more because it's hard when you spend a lot of time away from family. It's been hard these last few years. But how good would it be if we did this more often? Do activities together. Listen to one another. Get to know one another. I'm learning to get to know my, my little ones and I'm... Sometimes, like, oh, my goodness, that's uh, a little scared. But other times, I'm like, this is wonderful what I'm seeing in them as I get to know them more. We're going to read the opening verses of 1 Corinthians over these next two weeks, nine verses this week, nine more next week. Paul's addressing a great deal of issues in this church family. And if you've read the letter, you know there are a lot of issues. There are a lot of struggles in this kingdom group. He's responding to a report about some serious situations. So we're going to hear Paul address these, but I want you to hear the opening nine verses and how he sets the stage. The first thing he says to them to kind of prepare for what is to come. Listen how he prepares them to hear what it is he wants to tell them. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus for in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the partnership of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The word of God in Scripture, the word of God among us, the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. What words did you hear in that Scripture over and again? What are the words that jumped out to you? Oh, you didn't know I was going to give you a quiz, did you? We heard grace a few times. We heard Jesus five times, five times in this. What do you think Paul's focused on? Grace and Jesus, something, things we need to be focused on. Paul is setting the stage for all the trouble he's going to address by reminding the people of their calling, reminding them who they are, his calling, their calling to be, as he says, saints. Saints. Are you feeling saint-like today? We're called to be saints. Now, maybe we've kind of idealized what that is. All that means is we are being set apart. We are something different. We're becoming different. 
to achieve God's purposes, the purpose for which we have been claimed by God. You've been given the gift, the grace of faith. And he says, you're called to be saints alongside every person who calls on the name of Jesus Christ. Every person who embraces the kingdom through baptism. Every person growing up, being raised in the faith as a part of the kingdom family. Every person then and there and every person here and now. It's beautiful, isn't it? That's where he starts. This is the opening greeting, a simple truth. It's our connection to God through Jesus. God is our parent. Jesus is our sibling that directs us to live in every way we should. When we say Jesus is Lord, too, not just our sibling, but our Lord, he is whom we follow. He guides us. In the, down in the Caribbean, they say Jesus is number one. That's what Lord means. He's number one. We follow him first. That's what connects us. Not how we dress. Not what songs we sing or don't sing. Not our age, not our status, not our opinion, not our stances, anything else. It is calling upon the name of Jesus Christ as Lord, making him number one. That connects us. Our connection to God comes through the Lord whom we serve. It comes through whom we commit to every waking moment. It's amazing how we can forget that truth and and get on to all sorts of different things about what it means to be a part of the kingdom and what it is that actually connects us. Now, Paul goes on to talk about the grace of God given to them. It's a word we use a lot, grace. Grace is the undeserved, unmerited, unearned gift of Jesus Christ. Say that again. Undeserved, unmerited, and unearned gift of Jesus Christ. Jesus was given to us to become what the people could not. Israel was called to live into this identity, to be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, saints. And they fell short because following the law, we all fall short. So God sent Jesus to become what they were meant to become, to do what they were meant to do and to bring all things back together so that we can be like it was intended in the beginning to free us from the power of sin and death to allow us to no longer be in bondage to anything or anyone else. And I know we use that language a lot, but let me ask you, what are you in bondage to? Do you even know? What are the things that hold you down? What are the things that you think, I'm not good enough, I don't have enough, I'm not? What are the things you worry about? What drives you? What what is it that urges you to make the decisions you make or to think the things you think about yourself? Are you giving your freedom away? We don't have to. We can serve Jesus and not be afraid of anything else. Not be afraid of anything else. Grace is a gift. And the receiving of the gift, friends, has nothing to do with us, has nothing to do with our choices or behavior. We simply received the gift out of God's goodness. Amen? Undeserved, unmerited, unearned. We have received this gift and with it a promise. Paul talks about how they've been enriched and strengthened and they will go on to be perfected and sanctified. We become a member of the kingdom and then one day we will stand blameless before the Lord. Are you blameless today? I'm not. I'm not. But one day we will be. Amen? Do you doubt this? We were born into the kingdom of faith in Jesus Christ, and through faith we're growing up, we're maturing, we're being raised into understanding 
justice and righteousness and how to relate and be at peace with one another. We are maturing, Paul says, growing stronger. Do you think God can accomplish what God set out to accomplish in our perfection? If we're committed to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, do you think there's any chance of failure for any of us who are on that path? No. No. The Holy Spirit has a 100% success rate for anyone who commits their lives to follow Jesus as Lord. Amen? You won't fail either, friend. When we committed to the kingdom through faith in Jesus Christ and baptism, God also committed to us. And we'll do everything to accomplish that, even if we struggle. Paul says, the last verse, God is faithful by whom you were called into partnership of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. If God is faithful and Jesus is not only our Lord but our partner, what could possibly stand in the way? The means of God's faithfulness in Christ's partnership is the kingdom. We're given the kingdom. Look around. Look at each other. I invite you to to look at each other and give a nervous grin like, why is he having us look at each other? Look at the people around you. This is the gift God has given you. This is the fruit of the gift of God's faithfulness. Amen? Do you truly accept this good news? Then know this. Paul says, we're not lacking anything we need. We're not lacking anything we need. When it comes to life and pursuit of being perfected, when it comes being a part of what matters most in this precious life, when it comes to serving our calling to be saints, when it comes to being a source of light and life in our community, when it comes to learning and growing and being strengthened and enriched and having every spiritual gift we need to accomplish what we've been asked to accomplish in our community, to be a group of people to go to the places of our lives different through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, we lack nothing to do all these things. Everything we need is right here. Amen? If we needed it, it'd be here. If it's not here, we don't need it. The problems arise for us when we forget, just like they did in the church in Corinth, like we do when we make this connection and this partnership about anything else besides serving Jesus Christ as Lord, we become divided. When we focus our kingdom connection on any other allegiance or identity except for being siblings to each other and of Jesus Christ, we become distracted. And when we base our understanding of partnership with Jesus as something other than bringing us together as a family and community, we become purposeless, we become unproductive, we become fruitless. And we go through seasons like that. But thank God for Paul and others who are called to remind us of the truth. Thank God for the grace which has continued to be given to us, to enrich us. Thank you for all that sustains us in this grace, all that helps us get to the end that God has already predetermined. We lack nothing. We have each other. What else do we need? So, here's my challenge to you all, church family. I want you to spend more time together. And I don't mean in this room, this is great, but I want even more. I challenge you to step beyond your regular groups, small groups, classes. Not not forever, not always. Keep going to them, 
But find people among you that you don't know as well. Find people whose names you don't know. And don't be bashful to say, can you tell me your name? It's okay. Find people you don't know well and say, let's get lunch today. Let's go for coffee this week. Let's spend time together. Find people whose names you don't know. Find people whom you know don't agree with you on things. And acknowledge that God's brought them here to be with you for a reason. And here, I'll give you the script. This is how you do it. You say, hey, my name's Joe, and I'd love to find a time to connect with you. Let's share our stories. I want to hear how you came to call Sellersburg United Methodist Church your church home. We'll start there. See where it goes. See what you learn. By getting to know our family better, we can actually start to understand what God is doing through us today. Because there are new people. We can understand all that has been given to us through each other. And I can guarantee you, you will be surprised in the most wonderful ways at the gifts you've been given of which you're not even aware at the moment. Everything we need is right here. So let's commit to grow up in the faith together. As siblings in Christ, let's embrace the truth that we have something to teach and offer each other, every one of us. And let's put that commitment into action. God did not bring anybody here by accident. Something has drawn you together. Maybe you know what it is. Maybe you don't. Well, let's ask the Spirit to open our eyes. Let's engage in conversation. Let's be blessed by the faithfulness of God, by the partnership and lordship of Jesus Christ, and by the true gift of the Spirit in one another. Amen? Amen. We thank you for joining us today. And it is our hope that you have experienced the blessing of God through our time together. If you'd like to know more about our church community and its ministries, visit our website at sellersburgumc.com. 